Yo, what's going on, crew? Welcome to another episode of the Pardon My Pancreas podcast. Today, we're going to talk about renting versus owning your diabetes. Now, this episode is going to really stand out to you. If you feel like someone who has either restricted their lifestyle to make diabetes work, or if you feel like you've been living inside of a box trying to uh, appease your blood sugars. And so today we're going to teach you how to make it your own, how to customize your type 1 diabetes plans so that you get to live the life you love, but also have blood sugars cooperate. So be sure to stick around for that. And of course, I got a story for you. So let's get into the theme song before we hop into our story. I've spent the last 10 years pushing the limits while identifying trends and patterns in my type 1 diabetes management. Follow along as I learn, apply, and share the fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle strategies that I've learned from diabetes experts around the world. The real question is, how can we live fearlessly with diabetes while maintaining stable blood sugars? This podcast is here to give you the answer. My name is Matt Vandevecht, head coach and co-founder of FTF Warrior, and welcome to Part of My Pancreas. Oh, almost forgot to uh, give you guys the weekly report as I've been doing recently. Uh, so in the midst of all the chaos and moving and birthdays and everything that's been going on, uh, here's we got the weekly clarity report for this last week. So we got 96%. As it shows, it's a 1% increase in the week before. Uh, honestly, this is better than I expected. I was a little bit stressed out opening this uh, this notification. <laughs> I didn't know if it was going to be that high. I uh, thought I was going to be riding the low 90s, but I was able to hold on to that and wanted to show you guys there is hope. And as we're going to discuss in today's episode, uh, with three steps, you can get yourself to a place where you can still have those numbers, but also still have a quality of life, enjoy birthday parties, nights out, and spontaneity as well. All right. So uh, without any further ado, I'm going to get back into the episode and uh, hope you enjoy. All right, crew. So uh, as you probably know, if you've been sticking around for the last couple of episodes, uh, we have moved recently. It's been a wonderful tornado of chaos <laughs> that has ensued. Uh, you know, you still get a lot of things that are just not uh, ready. You know, we're living in a construction zone and missing some key components of life, like a mirror. Uh, I haven't had a mirror for a very long time, so I ended up just letting my facial hair grow out. And last night, ended up using my daughter's, and if you don't know, my daughter is six months old, my daughter's toy mirror, it's like, you know, six inches tall, to start shaving. But before I finished shaving, found out that she is in love with my little scruff I got going on. And it makes her giggle like uncontrollably. She laughs like crazy. So, I mean, who who am I? to decide that I don't need facial hair if she's gonna enjoy it that much. And so we're keeping it around for a little longer to see how much longer my, my daughter thinks it's hilarious. And uh, I will do just about anything for those laughs. <laughs> and that's what I'm realizing is uh, my daughter's joy is, uh, it's just, it's the best thing ever. So uh, that's why, you know, the facial hair is still around. Usually I don't have this going on, but um, what I wanna talk about today with blood sugars is, is in part connected to our recent events with moving. So, you know, we a uh, couple months ago at this point, uh, bought a house and the process of moving in was delayed by at first four weeks and six weeks and eight weeks. And at this point, it took us like almost two months to actually get moved in, I think it was. Uh, and even still, once we did, you know, we're missing mirrors. We didn't have working water for quite a while. So we had to drive out every day to get clean water. It's been crazy, right? And just absolute chaos. But the transition itself is what I learned this really interesting lesson from as it relates to blood sugars. And, you know, as we're moving back and forth, I'm thinking through, uh, you know, renting versus owning and all the differences because this is our first time ever owning 
property, you know, owning a house. And as renters, you got to be real cautious. <laughs> you got to play by somebody else's rules. You, know, you got to be careful about drilling holes in the walls. You, you can't exactly uh, bring water features indoors or you can't have a pet tiger or whatever else is in the contracts. And uh, you have very limited freedom in that. Like, yes, you get to live somewhere. It's a lot cheaper. It's less upfront cost, but there are a lot more rules that come along with it. And then getting into home ownership was like, oh my gosh, this is a fresh canvas <laughs> for whatever I want to do. And, you know, one of the first things I did was I bought a bike mount for my mountain bike and I drilled it into the workbench. I don't have to ask anybody. I just got to do it. And it was like middle of the night. I was like, you know what? I'm going to put four screws right here, putting this drill in and or the mount in. And uh, now my mountain bike is at a place where I can actually work on it and not hurt my back because I'm actually a, a really tall individual. So now it holds the mountain bike suspended in the air at perfect height for me to be able to crank the tools and spin the wheel and not have to worry about bending over for hours on end. So for me, that small tweak, that little bit of customization has made the world of a difference. And that's something I could never do before. You know, I couldn't screw a mountain bike mount into the wall of a rental apartment. Uh, so being able to customize like that kind of opened my eyes to what else can I do? You know, what else do I want to do to this new house, to our garage, to our yard? Never had a yard before. This is crazy. Uh, and along that journey, I, I realized there's a connection between diabetes and how you can rent your diabetes or you can own your diabetes. And while I'm not talking about taking responsibility of your diabetes and taking ownership of it, it does play a part, but that's a different conversation. What I'm talking about instead is how most of us were uh, entered into the medical system as renters, right? You, you get diagnosed with diabetes and you're essentially renting that information from the doctor you show up to your appointment they give you a couple pointers and send you on your way and you have to play by their rules whether your doctor is uh, biased towards low carb or high carb or vegan or paleo whatever they think is best is what you're likely told initially and unfortunately and i want you to pay attention to this special part um, none of them are perfect for everyone what I mean by that is there is no magic diet that everyone should follow. There is no magic exercise plan that everyone should follow. Everyone needs to have a unique plan, right? This is the same reason why uh, everyone's got different aesthetic in their homes. You know, as you put up art or wall decorations or plants or whatever you're into, everyone's got their own thing, right? And as you're renting with diabetes, you feel like you're stuck in a box, you know, you feel like you might be restricted to certain types of foods or certain lifestyle decisions or certain habits or routines or structures that, yes, it helps you get by. It helps you to survive with your diabetes. But if you're ultimately looking to thrive with your diabetes, it does require some extra steps. Now, what I want to get into real quick is that renting versus homeowning, very different stages of life for us. And for most people, renting is easier right you just pop into a place there's no commitment or if there is it's quite low um you know you're not stuck there you can leave <laughs> and so there's a lot more of a a flowy approach to it where you get to kind of do what you want there's no um upfront commitment for finances or for your location any of that and with your diabetes if you're showing up to your doctor's appointment and they're just telling you do this do that do this and you go away with that well you've had the rules given to you no research had to be done on your part. No self-experimentation, trial and error, um, really no work at all. 
The only work that's involved is the implementation of what you were told to do. And in some cases, doctors I've seen will change your pump settings or your insulin to carb ratios or your Atlantis or whatever it is without even telling you. They just write it down and say, here's your new life, right? They don't tell you why or what happened or what this means. And so it really is this low effort, but also low return kind of living. And for me, that's how I live for a very long time with my diabetes. I thought that my doctor or endo or PA or whoever you see was like the end all, you know, like I have to do what they say. And that's the only option for me. But the reality is, if you know what you're doing, you can actually play with the rules a little bit, move closer to that home ownership kind of realm uh, with your diabetes where you can own your diabetes instead of renting it. And see, when it comes down to rent versus own, you have to make a choice. You know, with owning a home, we had to save up for years, right? It was a process, especially in San Diego. Let me tell you, yikes. That was uh, a conversation. It's like, do we really want to attempt to try to buy in San Diego? This is ridiculous. Uh, but over the years, making that a priority and putting in the effort, the time, the investments to do that made it possible for us. And so with your diabetes, recognize that you can't just jump from renting to, to owning your diabetes overnight. Similarly, you wouldn't expect somebody to go from zero money in their bank account to enough to buy a, ca a house with cash overnight either, right? It takes time. It takes investing, whether it's in savings or in the case with your diabetes, uh, investing in other areas of life. See, oftentimes people think that investments are uh, tied to the financial realm only. The reality is, Yes, you can invest your money, but you can also invest your resources. You can also invest your time, you can invest your efforts, right? You can invest in yourself, in your mind, in your body. You put these different efforts in and the investments will yield returns later on. We call it a return on investment. Uh, same thing can be seen in the gym, right? You invest your time and effort in the gym or going doing push-ups and going for runs, you will yield a more fit physique. You'll be able to uh, accelerate your results with fitness. So as you're looking at diabetes, now you're not going to go from uh, diagnosis to owning your diabetes in the first day. It's going to take time. It's going to take effort. It's going to take investments. Yes, financially as well, but your time, your efforts, your energies will be required if you hope to own your diabetes. That's where reading books can come into play, right? That's your time. That's your mental effort. That's where hiring a coach or a mentor can come into play. And that's going to take financial and your own energy and time. It's one of the highest, but it's also the fastest way to get things done and uh, achieve your goals in the most precise manner. If that makes sense. You can do it yourself. That requires a higher time uh, investment up front, but lower financial, right? So no matter which investment route you take, there's going to be some give and take. You know, this, uh, like I said, mentor costs more, but takes less time. Doing it yourself costs less, but takes more time. But the point being that there's going to be an investment you have to put down to eventually own your diabetes. And that is the trick, right? Life with diabetes is not an overnight sprint. It's a marathon. It's something you have to continually put effort into if you expect to continually grow. That being said, as I was talking about earlier with renting versus owning, you know, renting, you have to be careful. You have to uh, abide by the rules of the person who owns the property. With your diabetes, if you're renting, you kind of have to obey your doctor because you or I don't know what we're doing if we haven't taken the time to research it ourselves. So you're stuck in that box, right? But as you move into the realm of ownership, whether it's of a house and getting to do whatever you want to the property or with your diabetes, 
you have this new ability to customize your type 1 diabetes plan, which enables you to eat more of what you want, do more of what you want, and experience more stable blood sugars on your terms, right? And that sounds amazing, right? Being able to do what you want, eat what you want, live your best life, but it requires that investment, that energy uh, to be put into your diabetes. It does not happen by accident. Now, that being said, now that you've committed to this journey to getting your diabetes figured out, to owning your diabetes, what are the next steps? Like, how do you start taking ownership over this thing? You know, obviously, you got to be careful with things. You got to take a methodical approach. It's not going to happen by accident, like I said. You know, with home ownership, as you jump into customizing your home, you got to be careful. You can't just knock down walls all willy nilly. Like you got to make sure that wall isn't load bearing, right? You can't just build a fireplace in a random place in the house. Well, you got to build a chimney. Like there's there's a routine to this, right? That you have to actually have a skill set that you've acquired. So with your diabetes, you can't just jump in and start customizing the results without putting in the efforts. What I mean by that is, if you're going to go for pizza, you should probably know how to dose for pizza. Uh, what is made up of pizza? Why is pizza such a threat to most people in type 1 diabetes? Why does it cause a low and a spike? And why is it so unpredictable? Once you know those pieces, then you can begin to customize these things. And so it's not going to be uh, just this decision that you make to own your diabetes. It's a process, right? It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. So what we can boil it down to is three key steps to going from renting to owning. It's this whole process of living with diabetes. And I'm going to tie it to the uh, renting versus owning home ownership metaphor that I've got for you just to make it easier to understand. So step one is to rent, right, while saving up or while learning about the next step. So as a renter in real life with you know, living in a place, you have to rent and continue to save up. You have to do both at the same time. It's a very difficult thing to do because you're paying money out of one and also trying to pay money into your savings account. With diabetes, you're trying to live with your diabetes and try to learn more things about your diabetes. It kind of feels like a lot, right? But that is what is required of you in order to become that expert that can handle the customizing of their own journey. All right. It's not something you can just play with for a day and expect to be the best. So while you're living with diabetes or while you're renting, you have to save up that that knowledge, right? Or in the rental case, the money. While you're saving up the knowledge of diabetes, you have to be reading books, you know, watching YouTube videos, signing up for webinars, going to conferences. And these things are what are going to accelerate your results. If you're able to spend time reading, if you're able to spend uh, some money hiring help, you know, a mentor or a coach, if you're able to put your own efforts and energy into self-experimentation like I did as well, right? That's what's required of you while living with diabetes. You have to start learning and experimenting and researching uh, so that you can work your way towards homeownership. So that first step, save up and invest into yourself, right? Investing into yourself, like we talked about, has multiple different areas, multiple different applications. It could be financial, it could be energy, it could be efforts, it could be time. All these things are technically investments into yourself. That's the first step. Now, the second step is to purchase your home, right? Or create your custom type one diabetes plan. Now, purchasing the home can be overwhelming and absolutely chaotic. I can tell you from personal experience recently, the stress does not end when you close escrow. It it gets worse, if anything, because now you own the place and you also have to fix it up and do all the maintenance and get things figured out and move in and wow, right? Similarly, with your diabetes, you got to figure out how to customize it, but there's so many different information sources. Which way is the best way for you, 
right? And this is where it helps to have someone who's guiding you through that process, of course. But uh, when looking at how to customize your diabetes, you think about what do I want? You know, as I'm looking at this house and I'm like, it's a blank canvas. What do I want to do with it? It's still overwhelming to think about all of the options. You know, with your diabetes, there's different types of food. Do I like the foods that I'm even eating? Uh, do I feel confident dosing more, dosing less? Do I make, feel confident making adjustments in my dosing? Um, you know, do I look at exercise with fear because I know there's an association with blood sugars going crazy when I go to exercise? Is that worth it? So creating this custom plan can feel overwhelming, but it is a step that is required of you. Like really sit down for a second and think through what do I want my life with diabetes to look like? What do I want out of this? You know, do I just want stable blood sugars? Okay, that's gonna be this type of plan. Do I want stable blood sugars that are balanced enough, but also enable me to travel the world and, and be completely flexible and spontaneous with my lifestyle? Great, that's a completely different type of plan. Well, what if I want a mixture, right? There's, there's different people that are gonna want different things. And that's why there is no one single plan for everybody with type 1 diabetes, because we all have unique desires, preferences, food allergies and sensitivities, uh, desires with athletic prowess. And, and, you know, I want to be an Olympian or I want to be uh, a couch potato, <laughs> whatever it is, it has to be unique to you. And you have to put that work in creating and designing your life. Now, with diabetes, that looks a little bit different. Right? We do have to do math when we're eating food and whatnot. But it does require you to sit down and really just take uh, take a quick poll of what's important to you in life. Do you want to enjoy different cultural foods? Great. You're going to have to study a little bit more on nutrition, right? Do I want to be uh, a competitive power lifter? You're going to have to study a little bit more on the exercise physiology front, right? But as you build out those knowledge bases, you can create a custom plan for yourself. And that's where it gets really fun. Because in step number three, you get to improve the home, right? So as we moved in, I'll be honest with you, our place was not the prettiest. It was a fixer upper to be completely honest with you. Uh, so as a result, we moved in and just immediately started construction, right? Uh, and that was both with people that we hired and myself and some family, right? Looking at how can we improve this house to make it truly what we want it to be uh, and what's realistic as well, you know, with our time, with our money, with, uh, resources and all that. So with your diabetes, you're looking at, well, how do I improve my life, you know, the quality of life, but also my overall health? How do I find the balance point between great blood sugars, but also a great quality of life? And I can tell you from a personal standpoint, I've experienced both sides of that pendulum where it can swing hard one direction and you feel stuck. You know, I've had it swing where I had terrible blood sugars, but I was traveling the world. I was living the dream. I was a collegiate athlete. I did all this crazy fun stuff. I did modeling and acting, and I did not have a care in the world about my diabetes. And my numbers showed that. Okay. So quality of life, awesome. Blood sugars, not so great. And then I swung all the way to the other side. For those of you who know about the Paris incident where I almost died in a foreign country, terrifying experience, swung all the way over and was like, blood sugars are life. I have to figure out my blood sugars and I obsessed over them, right? As a result, blood sugars, stellar. Quality of life, horrendous <laughs> because I obsessed and put every ounce of energy ahead into blood sugars only. So this is that stage, step number three, where you find the balancing point on that pendulum swing, right? Yes, I want quality of life, but I also want stable and predictable blood sugars with that quality of life.
So this is about improving the home, improving your diabetes plan, making it truly customized to what you want out of life, but finding the balancing point where you can both achieve quality of life and happiness, but also the blood sugars that are stable enough to give you the A1C and the time and range and the standard deviation that you're after to have that optimal function, which would give you the longevity overall. Does that make sense so far? In fact, uh, do me a favor. If you're on YouTube or anywhere you can comment, comment the word uh, home improvement, the words, two words, home improvement, if this makes sense. If you're like, yes, I get it. I just have to put the work in, invest into myself in order to see this custom plan come to life. It's possible. I know that. And now I can see steps one, two, three, rent while saving and learning. Second one is going to be looking at, you know, purchasing the home, create that initial plan. And then step three is improve the home and really make it into uh, a realistic, livable standard where you can thrive with your diabetes. So comment home improvement, if that makes sense. Anybody reading these comments afterwards are going to be super confused uh, because it has nothing to do with diabetes, right? But it's going to be our little inside joke. So home improvement, if that makes sense. Now, what I wanted to talk about real quick as well, since we got those steps, the steps three, you know, one, two, and three, where are you at? Uh, in fact, if you're if you're clear on where you're at between steps one, two, and three, no judgment. I would love to have you comment that as well. Just comment real quick, step one, step two, step three. Where are you? Are you renting? Are you owning? Are you in the transitional phase? Let me know in the comments where you're at. I would love to hear about it. And uh, if I see your comment, I'd love to give you a response as well, give you my thoughts on what might be a helpful resource for you if we've got something for you. Uh, but on that topic, and especially on the topic of resources, this entire story, uh, this is actually something that I typed up and uh, it's that was just the first bit of the story. Uh, but I've been working on this resource that is, well, I don't think it's been done anywhere else. And it's something that I wanted to bring to you guys is this uh, idea for a project that myself and my team have been working on for about a year and a half now at this point. And it's going to be called the Renegade Warriors Newsletter. Now, you may have heard me talk about Renegade before in the past, if you're on a Facebook group or our email list. I talk about this recently because we're launching it on June 13th. So if you're watching this before June 13th, 2022, there's a, an opportunity I got for you today. If it's after June 13th, that same opportunity exists. It's just going to forward you to a different website. So don't worry about it. Same website for you. But the Renegade Warriors newsletter is this kind of stuff. And then one level deeper, right, where I'm going to be going into my own life with diabetes, but then breaking down lessons that I learned on a very granular, specific level, in addition to telling you my daily life with diabetes choices, habits, routines that I mixed in with it. So we decided to talk about moving and going through this renter versus ownership, the whole realm of life. I'm going to talk about, well, what basal bolus correction factor adjustments were made. Uh, did I need extra snacks on packing day? Did I need to adjust for lack of sleep? Uh, you know, how did I incorporate workouts into this whole thing? Those specifics are what I'm going to be diving into and, and really getting into uh, on a more specific level. And that newsletter is where I'm going to be sharing not only my real life, but also the breakthroughs that my clients have and revealing those to you in a physical print newsletter that I'm going to be shipping to your doorstep. What I did want to share with you today is that if you are looking to get more information on that, you know, looking at to really reduce the overwhelm that's associated with doing your own research. And if you want to know what is the proven path that has delivered results time and time again, getting people to more consistent blood sugars, higher time and range, lower A1C, and finding that balancing point 
right, between quality of life, but also stable and predictable blood sugars, then all you got to do to get on the wait list right now, and there will be a wait list that is limited because we have a founding members launch that we're doing on June 13th, but that wait list is going to be the first notified. So you have a better chance of being part of that first group that gets into it. Uh, the wait list is going to be at renegadenewsletter.com. So renegadenewsletter.com is a link in the description. You can check that out as well. Uh, but I would love to see you part of that. We've already got a wait list that's been established, but obviously if you jump on that, you'll be included on the first round of people who are given the opportunity to sign up for that. Uh, we are limiting it because well, it's going to be hectic. <laughs> We've already got a lot of people who are interested in it, and uh, I can only ship out so many newsletters at once. So uh, if you want to get on the wait list for that, it's going to be a deep dive into my life, into my clients' lives, into the cutting-edge technology within the type 1 diabetes world, what's new, what's working, and giving you the best tools and the best resources to accomplish your best life with type 1 diabetes. So uh, real quick, head over, renegadenewsletter.com. Hope this one's been helpful for you. Remember steps one, two, and three, make your way from renter to owner with your diabetes. Yes, take ownership of your diabetes, but you got to get to the ownership role where you're creating a customized game plan that suits you best so you get to thrive with your diabetes. All right, so head over to renegadenewsletter.com. Jump on that wait list. Do not wait because the list will be gone <laughs> in a few days. And I wanna make sure you're taking full advantage of that because it's gonna be the best thing ever. Cannot wait to get it out there. So hop over there, jump on that list. And if you have not yet, do hit the subscribe button. These go out every single week. And I can't wait to get you more details on some fun stuff coming up to everybody who jumps on that newsletter. All right, have an amazing rest of your day. I'll see you guys next week and keep up the fight.